Hello and welcome to Women in the Coaching Arena podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm Jo Lott, a business mentor and ICF accredited coach, and I help coaches to build brilliant businesses. I know that when you prepare to enter the arena, there is fear, self-doubt, comparison, anxiety, uncertainty, shame. You can tend to armor up and protect yourself from vulnerability, In this podcast, I'll be sharing honest, not hype, practical and emotional tools to support you to make the difference that you're here for. Dare greatly, you belong in this arena. Hello, welcome to the 29th episode of Women in the Coaching Arena. I'm so glad you are here. Today we are diving deep into the missing link to inbound inquiries. This is for you if you have been posting endlessly on social media but have never or rarely receive direct messages or calls booked from your content. So I hope you will find this super valuable because it's easy to get swept up in social media and not generate results. So I hope this episode will help you to gain those inquiries and gain more chance of obviously converting those inquiries into paying clients. First up, let's talk about the value of gaining inbound leads because In this coaching world, there are two primary types of leads. There are inbound and outbound. So an inbound lead is someone who approaches you having been drawn in and attracted by your content or your reputation. Or on the other hand, an outbound lead is someone you have reached out to initiating the conversation. So while both are valuable, there's something special and exciting, obviously, about receiving inbound leads. They have shown an interest, they're engaged, they like you because they're contacting you. And that ultimately means a higher conversion rate and a faster growing coaching business. Now we know why we want to attract these inbound leads. Let's move on to the three pillars of effective content. So firstly, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing everyone say this, but consistency is key. So whether it is blog posts you're writing, podcasts you're doing, social media, whatever you do, consistency is what builds up trust and establishes you as an authority in your niche. I was super excited today when I was thinking about what podcast episode to record. So I kind of searched in Google how to start a coaching business to get inspiration for today's episode and was super excited to see my own website and my own article on how to start a coaching business on page one, just four records down. So it's a super competitive industry, as I'm sure you realize from being inundated with business coaches trying to help you to grow your business. So to be able to reach page one of Google, four items down without any ads is super good. And I wrote that article over two years ago now, and it would have never been found before. But what I have done since then is blogged every single week, pretty much. So what that does is update my website regularly. And Google loves fresh websites, fresh content. So if you are one of these thinking, I'm waiting to get my website perfect, just know that this is not a once and done thing. I update my website every single week. For example, if I'm promoting something, I'll put a new banner on there. Anything you can do to keep updating it, which is why don't wait till it's perfect because actually it's better for you to be updating it than waiting till it's perfect and then never touching your website again. So just know that that consistency for 
me, for example, of writing those blogs and regularly putting them on my site is finally paying off. And I'm now getting found on Google without having to pay for it. So you can be the same. So have a think for your niche, what would people be searching Google for and aim to create content on those things? So the consistency is key. Next up, having a structured approach to content can be a game changer. I haven't always been good at this. Obviously, I provide a 30-day content plan for my clients, which helps them to do this. But yes, I completely get that it's really hard to sometimes be that organized person and have everything scheduled and ready. I'm super lucky right now that I have a social media manager who is preparing this content and doing it for me. I know that's not in everybody's reach, but what I would recommend and what I've seen work really well for my clients is batch it all up, get your monthly plan, do a two or three hour block on a Monday and schedule that content. My most successful clients schedule their content because I think what happens when you don't schedule your content is pretty much the missing link that we will be revealing later on in this podcast episode. Our last pillar of effective content is showcasing proof. So there is nothing more powerful than sharing success stories or testimonials. It's a testament to your skills, the transformation that you offer, but also gaining that trust from people, helping them to step into the picture help them to see, yes, I work with people like you. Here's this client's story. And I know lots of clients will say to me, but no one wants to share their testimonials with me. I think it's about the way you position it. So rather than asking for a favor in a testimonial, you want to say, I would love to showcase you as a case study because your story is so inspiring. Can we write up a case study or can we have a conversation to reflect on your journey together. So that's a really great way of doing it. And if they won't do that, you can still reflect on their journey yourself. Where were they before? What steps did you go through and where are they now? So I would suggest proof-based content every week or at least every other week, as much as you can weave that into your content strategy. So now let's move on to the missing ingredient. So that is product positioning. So imagine this, you are putting out consistent content, you are sharing the success stories, you're doing all the things you are meant to be doing, but the inquiries are not pouring in as expected. So what could be missing? Often it's clear product positioning. So your audience might love your content and think it's super inspiring. But if you are unsure about what you're offering, how much it is, how it's delivered, then they might hesitate to reach out. And I'm starting my offer to market sprint this month. And this is literally day one's work. So choose what you are selling. And I notice every single time, most people will resist choosing one thing. They'll say, I've got four offers and I've got an online course and I've got this and I've got that. And it's like, no wonder why you're not selling anything because there is so much that you don't know really clearly what you're trying to promote here. Therefore, your audience won't also understand what you are trying to promote here. So pick one ideal client, one offer and one platform and go all in on that one thing for at least a month. You cannot sell multiple things at one time. It's confusing for you. It's confusing for your audience. So really do make your life simple and choose your one thing. 
that clear product positioning will help people to understand exactly what they're getting, how much it's going to cost and what to expect. Okay, next up, let's get more specific. So the power of a product positioning post. There are two main types of product positioning posts. There are direct ones and indirect. A direct product positioning post is straightforward. It showcases your service, its features, its benefits. Think about it as a mini sales page. You could do a carousel for this or you could just do a short post. Since my social media manager started with me, she has created lots of these. And again, if you haven't got a clear plan and a schedule that you are planning out your content in advance, this is a sort of post that you will probably avoid yourself because it feels very direct. It feels kind of a bit more salesy, which we can often tend to shy away from, but it really does work. People do sometimes like to see very clearly, this is what you are selling. So that's a direct product positioning post. Next up, let's talk about an indirect product positioning post. This is a bit more subtle. It might share a success story or a testimonial that indirectly highlights the benefits of your product. And you would still want to have a call to action. So for example, if you're talking about your client, Julia, you may be saying at the end, if you would like to have results like Julia, then drop me a message today. So let's walk through some actionable steps for effective product positioning. Firstly, clarity is crucial. Ensure that your potential clients understand exactly what you are offering and why it's valuable. That is the work you will want to do prior to promoting. And that doesn't always mean how many coaching sessions we're talking. It means really diving deep from your client's eyes as to this is the problem that they are in and this is where they want to get to and how you can help them step by step along that journey. Secondly, frequency matters. So regularly update and share these product positioning posts. I would suggest every six weeks, for example, for the direct, this is exactly what I'm offering post and maybe every two weeks for the more subtle indirect Here's the type of outcome you might be looking at if you invest in my service. Lastly, always have a clear call to action on the bottom of your posts, whether that is inviting them to DM you, book a call, or even just engage in the comments like, what's your view? Anything you can do to gain interaction will be a huge step forward. Remembering that people rarely book a call without having some tiny interaction with you first. So the more you can create content that asks for their opinion, asks for their views, the more they will be able to take that tiny micro step towards you. So let's summarize where we went to in today's episode. First up, we talked about the value of inbound leads. Next, we talked about the three pillars of effective content. So consistency, having a structured approach and showcasing proof. Third up, we talked about the missing ingredient, which is product positioning, being super clear on exactly what you are selling and the intricate details of it. Next up, we talked about the power of product positioning posts in particular. There are two main types, direct posts and indirect posts. Both are useful and I would recommend putting both into your 
content strategy. If you, for example, don't use social media, by the way, many of my clients don't, and that's absolutely fine. You can still do this. So make sure your website is super clear on exactly what you are selling versus come and book a discovery call, but it doesn't really say, here's what you can buy from me because just think about your own buying habits. Would you just book a discovery call or would you want to know a little bit more about what they are selling, what they could do for you prior to booking that call? I know me personally, I would never ever book a call with someone unless I knew exactly what they sell, exactly how much it's going to cost me. So yeah, think about your own buying habits and that will help you to step into your ideal client's shoes as well. Lastly, we talked about some actionable steps for effective product positioning. So gaining that clarity, firstly, is crucial. Secondly, frequency matters. Just because you put out one post saying what you sell doesn't mean it's job done. You will want to do that again regularly. And lastly, always include a call to action on your post, whether that is a really direct one like DM me or book a call or whether that is an indirect one like a question or share your views. To finish up, remember that the key to attracting those inbound inquiries lies in consistent, valuable content and clear product positioning. So implement these strategies we discussed today and watch your coaching business grow. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do share it with your coaching cohort. I would absolutely love to help more coaches sell coaching and drop me a line on LinkedIn. If you found this useful, I would love to hear from you. And like I say, at the end of every episode, trust yourself, believe in yourself and be the wise gardener who keeps on watering the seed. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Coaching Arena. I have a mass of free resources on my website, joannalotcoaching.com. That's Joanna with an A and Lot with two T's, joannalotcoaching.com. And I'll also put links in the show notes below. Let me know if you found this episode useful, share it with a friend and leave me a review and I will personally thank you for that. Remember to trust yourself, believe in yourself and be the wise gardener who keeps on watering the seed. Get into the arena, dare greatly and trust.